Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Goldie on Ice podcast and the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm Steve Goldstein. Uh, thanks for tuning in our, uh, and downloading and subscribing. Our, our producer, as always, Brett Markowitz, does a great job. And on this episode, we're going to talk to Eric Joyce, who's Panthers general manager and assistant general manager of the Florida Panthers AHL team in Springfield. A lot of insight into Eric Joyce's path to the job that he got uh, you know we love doing that kind of stuff on the podcast and about the Panthers uh, personnel the team and about where the franchise is and where it's going as far as player development um, a lot of insight uh, coming up with Eric Joyce as always we want to thank our sponsors sides uh, the fight against pediatric cancer is an important one and Dave Lister and his his organization does a phenomenal job so we appreciate their support and we'll tell you about their upcoming event. Um, should be a fun one, how you can get involved in that. Ken Morris and his family, the Morris Southeast Group, all of your real estate needs in South Florida. Orion and ONA Management Group, I will tell you about them. And uh, Oscar and One-on-One Concierge, a great company for many of your home needs here in South Florida. But uh, we'll tell you about them later. But let's start up with Eric Joyce, who was nice enough to sit down and join us on the Goldie on Ice podcast. All right, Eric, first off, assistant general manager of the Florida Panthers and um, GM of an American Hockey League team. Take us through what goes on in your day, day-to-day, a typical day. Yeah, lots of things. Uh, I try to, you know, I try to figure out each and every day, you know, who's going to give us the best opportunity to win in both spots. Um, you know, the American League and the NHL have different missions, you know, the NHL is all about production and winning, and uh, the American League is about getting guys ready to come up here and produce here and win. So, um, you know, up here guys uh, are expected to produce and, and are evaluated on that production down in the minors similarly, but there's a little bit more rope for young kids to, to make mistakes. And, you know, Jordy and the staff do a great job of uh, helping guys through those mistakes, putting them in situations uh, again and again. Um, to learn how to be successful, so when they do get called up here, they they uh, they can produce. I'm sure you get asked, and if you don't, then I'll ask you. So people say, "Hey, this job you have, how do I get a job like that? How, how did you get to where you are?" I mean, it's it's an interesting story. I'm sure everyone in the game has a, a very similar story about you know who they know and 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 what they know. And you know, I played hockey for the better part of 25 years. I grew up in Boston and, uh, and I played division one college hockey at, at West Point. Um, I was just very fortunate, uh, that, uh, an owner who went to my same institution and knew me, uh, gave me an opportunity to come here and be assistant, assistant to the GM and assistant to Dale and kind of prove myself. And over time, I worked my way up to be, uh, to be the GM of the minor league team. And, you know, just like I said, try to add value every day uh, to help Dale and, and Vinny and, and the team here figure out who's playing the best uh, to give us a chance to win here and, and obviously to develop the kids down in the minors. Okay, I know you're a very honest guy, so a self-assessment. How are you doing in that department of, you know, helping out what you just described as what you do day-to-day and what your thought process was when you got the job? Yeah, I think... You know, obviously the results uh, aren't probably where we thought they were going to be this year uh, in Florida right now. But, you know, last two games are, I think, an indication of, of more so who we are as a team. And, 
you know, there's no quit in this group. We look for players with no quit. We look for guys who are going to have championship attitudes, whether we win, lose, or draw. And, and I think we have that group here, and they're going to double down and, and make a run here in the second half. Um, you know, and in the minors, all the credit goes to Jordy and his staff down there, and, and they do such a great job of, of putting guys in situations to prepare uh, to produce up here and, 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 like I said, give guys the opportunity to, to make a mistake or two at that level where, where the spotlight isn't the brightest and, and coach them through it and teach them up and, and, you know, basically hold them accountable but at the same time make sure that they get other opportunities to do that. So, you know, I think when you have a team like ours, you always take a look at yourself and say, what can I do today to get better? How can I help out today uh, to get the best players to come here? to win a championship and um you know we haven't won a championship yet so we're not there yet but we'll get there it's interesting you bring that up and again eric joyce joining us here on the goldie and ice podcast and the five reasons sports network florida panthers assistant general manager and american hockey league springfield general manager um you know you talk about winning a championship how do you weigh that not only in your mind but you know when there's countless meetings amongst you know front office hockey operations scouts between this franchise trying to make the playoffs we hear that all the time trying to make the playoffs but your ultimate goal is not just to make the playoffs your ultimate goal is to win the Stanley Cup is that something that sometimes you know converges and contrasts when when you guys are making decisions no i think you know, we, we the ultimate goal is to win to win a championship, but there's a process you have to go through to get there. I think the biggest thing that we've instituted over the past, you know, six years is let's focus on the process and, and worry about the process, and the outcome will take care of itself. Um, you know, at the end of the day, in order to win, you have to get to the playoffs. So our first step is we have a young group, um, but they're not that young anymore. They have to make the playoffs to understand what it feels like to be a playoff team, to expect themselves to be a playoff team, to view themselves as a playoff team. Once we get there, then we have to learn how to win there. It's a completely different game and a, and a different season, really, once you get there in both spots. And, you know, we have to make sure that with the group that we have, we surround them with guys who have either done it before um, or guys that are close to doing it and, and have that will and that character and that drive and, and those intangibles that we talk about uh, to push this group basically the next level and and you know i think we have a good group here i think we're close um we just have to keep getting better every day where do you think this group is maybe on a big scale if you can maybe of one to ten from to hope to get there to what you just said expect to get there the expectation and the bar being higher that this is who we are not who we hope to be as far as a playoff team are you are you halfway there further than halfway there further than you were maybe a couple of years ago yeah, I think we're definitely more than halfway there. I, I would probably say on a scale of 1 to 10, 7 or 8. I mean, the guys definitely aren't happy with the results uh, thus far. A lot of close games. A lot of games could have gone either way. But at the end of the day, you know, I think they're disappointed in, in not winning some of those games. But, again, you know, time left here and, and time will tell um, whether or not we can do it. And, and, and I think, honestly, we're at a point now where guys – definitely expect to make it uh which is a good thing because these guys aren't happy with with where they sit in the standings uh they know there's a ton of work left to do and 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 you know we're ready to support in springfield to help them reach their goal how much do you ride the ups and downs of losses with the panthers and the wins and losses in in the ahl 
a lot, a little? I mean, I think with anything, you have to maintain a consistent attitude. Win, lose, or draw, you have to come into work every day and say, what did I do right? What did I, What do we not do right? And you know, how can we get better? And, and I think that's what champions do. You know, if you take a look at some other teams and some other leagues, you know, they don't get distracted by what's going on outside, good or bad. You know, they just continue to come in and work hard and, and, and let the chips fall where they may. But at the end of the day, they, they try to give themselves the best opportunity to win. And, and that's the attitude and, and um, ultimately the culture that we try to instill with both teams. Okay, so you mentioned other teams. I'm assuming, since you're a Boston guy, I'm assuming I'm going to know the answer to this. But <laughs> what uh, teams, what cultures, what um, you know, management styles of franchises in sports do you kind of look at? And maybe not even model yourself after, but kind of you know take pieces from and say, hey, now that's the way things should be done. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Patriots are they're sort of an outlier in all this. I mean, I like them as a group. I'm a South Florida guy. I don't now know. I'm a South Florida guy now, though. So I, I would root for the Dolphins in the Heat. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, you look at them. You look at another team like the Spurs have done it for such a long time, and it's a combination of you know, what we have here. And it, they have great ownership, and I think we have great ownership. They had a general manager with a plan. We have a general manager with a plan. You know, they have a great coach in Greg Popovich, and, and we have a great coach in Bob Bugner. And, and I think maintaining that level of consistency and, and supporting those guys where they need the support and, and kind of filling filling them in with the appropriate information at the appropriate time is is important you know another team is, is the houston astros to be quite frank like there's a team that five years ago was not very good but they had a plan and and listen it wasn't probably the best plan but they violently executed a good plan you know general Patton said this i, I went to west point as well so i am sort of a quote machine a little bit sometimes but General Patton said, give me, give me a good plan today that's violently executed over an excellent plan tomorrow. You know, and that's kind of how we operated in World War II. And, um, that's kind of how we have to operate. There's only so much information we can have, and there's only so many things that we can factor in a decision. But as long as we have what we feel is a good process um, and we trust that process, then we should be able to make consistently better decisions than we made yesterday. Okay, so you like quotes day to day. You gave us that one. Is there one that either you have on a piece of paper, on a desk, on a phone, or one in your in your mind when you've got nine thousand things going on? I know that that you kind of live live by and comes through every day. Is there is there one? Yeah, I mean Einstein said, "Make everything in life as simple as possible and no simpler." I mean that's about it. So. Quoting Albert Einstein's pretty smart right there. There you go. So no, I mean I think that's that's a great quote. It just means listen. Things don't have to be super complicated. You don't have to get bogged down and paralyzed by a ton of different things. Just make sure that you understand the situation, simplify it to its base elements, and, and make a decision with the information that you have and, and trust your process. And that's kind of what we try to try to do here. Okay, we're going to get back into more with Eric Joyce, Panthers assistant general manager and general manager of the AHL team in Springfield. We're going to talk about what a lot of people want to know. Uh, Sam Montembeau is the goalie of the future and a lot more about uh, – Eric's job and how things work coming up next on the Goldie on Ice podcast here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. We'll be back in 120 seconds. Time for an important message for an important cause, the Sides Foundation. It stands for Sydney's incredible defeat of Ewing sarcoma. Sides helps fund children's cancer research and helps South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Call 954-594-5763. 
That's 954-594-5763 on how you can help out. The next side's event is the Poker Tournament with Football Hall of Famer Jason Taylor on March 2nd. A great time for a wonderful cause. Help in the fight against cancer with Sides Foundation. That's 954-594-5763. Thank you. One-on-one concierge is your only stop needed for all of your home needs. Whether you're out of town, you need your home looked after, make sure there's things like no leaks or any home maintenance at all, Oscar and one-on-one concierge handle it with professional care. House projects, moving, organizing closets, running errands, they do it all. Call Oscar today at one-on-one, 954-439-1551. That's 954-439-1551 or check out the website, oneononeconcierge.com. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and the Morris Southeast Group, an inaugural sponsor of the Goldie on Ice podcast. And if you're looking to own commercial real estate, lease or purchase, call Ken, 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400. Ken Morris represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. Hey, he's a straight shooter, been doing this for a long time, and very knowledgeable. 954-240-4400. 4400 for Ken and the Morris Southeast Group for all of your real estate needs. Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orion and ONA today at 954-922-8660 online at onamanagementgroup.com. They also handle hauling if you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material. They handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management. Welcome back, everybody, and uh, we continue with Eric Joyce, Panthers Assistant General Manager and General Manager of the AHL team in Springfield. Day-to-day, does anything surprise you in your job, or has you know so many things go on, I'm imagining, in pro sports that you just take it as it comes? Or is there a surprise thing that every, every once in a while kind of knocks you back on your heels and say, man, I didn't see that coming? No, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I mean our, our job, I, again, using my last quote, I try to boil it down. My job is to basically help help these players and eliminate excuses. So whether that's help Styles out with travel or, you know, help Jordy out with resources down there for minor leaguers or, or whatever the case may be, is to give these players everything they think they need in order to be successful. And, and whether that's different teammates, whether that's different sticks, different travel, practice times are different you know different things in the sports science department um, we try to eliminate excuses and, and just make sure that we're, we're singularly focused on winning hockey games here and and down below that we're focused on winning hockey games and developing players so where are you on that as far as overall as an organization as far as limiting the excuses giving them whatever they think they need so I guess the philosophy is if a play, player doesn't have a good game or a good stretch they can't say well but and then bring something up that maybe you guys didn't do where are, where are you on that yeah i think it's important i think to answer your question i think we're really close and that and that goes um it speaks to like like i talked to earlier it speaks to the great ownership we have here i mean we don't want for anything um it speaks to, to the general manager and his plan and it speaks to the head coach and his plan i think those plans are very well known and, and essentially what, what i try to do is help facilitate communication between players and coaches um, to let players know where they stand at all times, to be honest with guys, uh, to, to tell them exactly who we think they are, and, and if there's a disconnect, then, then to try to help them figure out how we can bridge that gap and, 
you know, I, I think it comes down to really just, like I said earlier, simple standards of play and, and execution, uh, virtuous communication, and then if you do those two things, accountability takes care of itself. And if, if those three things are happening, you know, if you have simple standards, if you communicate virtually with vir- virtuously with the player, you, you're honest with them, you tell them who they are, you tell them what they need to do to be successful, they'll understand when they're successful or not, and then you have a really good culture. How hard is that to do? I mean, you play the game, you know, you do this for a living, and, you know, I guess for lack of a more tactful way to say it, how hard is it to tell a guy, hey, man, you're not getting it done. And if you don't get it done, you know it's big boy pants time. It's a professional business. You may not be here or may not be in the league. Is that a, is that a difficult job, part of your job? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you never want to you never want to tell a kid he's not good enough unless unless you've, you've exhausted every other avenue of trying to make him as good as he possibly can be. Um, you know, and again, if you're doing those things, if you're if you're being honest with him day in and day out, and, and the production isn't there and the results just aren't there, over time, you know, the player just sort of understands, hey, this is who I am, and you know, I might have to go back down, or I might have to go to another organization because for whatever reason it's not working out and you know so if you're honest every day those those larger conversations about the future of a player's career aren't that difficult because Mm -hmm. you've sort of had multiple uh, touch points with a certain player Um, I mean but you know the game's different nowadays kids demand information Uh, when I played I was told I sucked every game my coach (laughs) told me I I started every game at West Point you know I started 100 and whatever it was, 25 games or 24 games at West Point. But every game, my coach was like, you're terrible, you're a bad hockey player, you suck. And I was like, well, what are you, what are you playing me for then? And it was never like, hey, listen, you know, you do this well or this well, just keep doing this, or I'm going to put you in a position to succeed here. But, you know, with, with you know, information technology, information has exploded, you know, with statistics the way they are, with, with how we evaluate players using statistics and subjective evaluation, like kids demand information and we have to be prepared to give it to them in, in a digestible fashion that they can understand uh, and essentially process and then make adjustments and, and that's and that's the hard part you know for us but but that's why we're in the jobs we're in people talk about intangibles a lot in sports so for Eric Joyce evaluating a player maybe making a decision on a player player a has all the intangibles you love the guy you know the family the coaches all say good things about him will stick up for teammates on and on. And player B maybe doesn't bring all of that to the table. Maybe is in and out a little bit. But player B has clearly, okay, clearly that much more talent than player A. Who does Eric Joyce select? It's a tough question. It depends on where I'm That's selecting. why I asked it. It's dependent, <laughs> it, depends on where, it depends on where I'm selecting him or how much money that player A is making over player B. And, right. you know, again, here's another quote for you, right? Like Sun Tzu said, know yourself better than your enemy and you should succeed because um, at the end of the day we have to know ourselves better than we know every other team in the league and we have to understand when we bring a player up or when we sign a guy or when we put a player on our roster or in our lineup what the expectations are of that player we need to communicate those expectations to the player we need to play him appropriately with certain players that complement his skills so if you take a player with a ton of talent and ton of skill but maybe doesn't like to go in the corners he can shoot he can, you know, he can pass, but isn't going to be that physical type of guy just because, for whatever reason, it's just not in his nature. 
you put him with a guy who can shoot, and you put him, or you put him with a guy who can pass, and then you put him with a guy who can can go hound pucks and be physical. You know, and you try to create a line that complements um, his skill sets and also the the skill sets of the, the teammates he's playing with. And then again, so now you, you have your line, which which you expect to produce X. You play them against a line on the other team where you think hey, these three guys can take advantage of this one or two things that this line does. Mm-hmm. Let's try to put them out against these guys if we can. And, and that's sort of what good coaching and good management and, and ultimately good playing is all about. All right, let's get into some players. Sam Montembeau, a lot of fans want to know. You know, obviously Roberto Luongo is going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's going to be 40 when the season ends. Um, you know, is Sam Montembeau in your mind a guy that eventually um, – can be a legitimate top 10 goalie in the NHL? I mean, that's a, that's such a tall task if you look at some of the guys right now in the league that are top 10 goalies. Um, they're incredibly good, and they've done it for such a long time. I think Sam has a shot. Like I've said it last year, I'll say it again. Sam has all the talent in the world. He had a huge offseason for us. We told him, communicated with him things that we liked, things that we thought he needed to change. He made those changes, so all the credit goes to Sam and the hard work he put in. Credit to his agent, credit to his family, credit to Jordy and the staff. Uh, Louis' brother, Leo's our goalie coach down at, down in the minors. We, we told Sam exactly what he needed to do, and he did it. And the results speak for themselves. He made the HL All-Star game this year. Um, you know, there's a, there's a certain feeling our team has when he's playing net for us in, in, in Springfield, and it's, you know, if this guy's in, in net, we have a chance to win. Like, he's going to make all the stops he needs to make, and he's going to make some, some really key saves that he probably shouldn't have made. You know, Louis a Hall of Famer. We want to win for him, um, and he can play for as long as he wants. But but I think Sam has the ability to potentially replace Louis when he decides to hang him up. Whether that happens or not, again, it's a different league. There are better players in this league. It takes a long time for a goalie to get used to different shooters and, and what have you, but at the end of the day, we're really happy with the way he's played and really happy with uh, his future in our organization. So this is second-year pro in the AHL. He's going to probably finish the season, have 100 games maybe under his belt in the A. Do you have a number for a goaltender? Or are those days kind of over now where, you know, hey, you got to stay in the AHL for X amount of time and the goalies mature later? Um, do, do you buy into that? Has that changed? And is there a chance we see Sam Montembeau either later this year or on a roster as early as next year? There's always a chance. I mean, I think, you know, it, it's going to depend on how he plays in the second half. You know, we're in third place down there and love to get into the playoffs um, to see how he plays in games uh, where he's, you know, where the expectations are higher, the, the pressure's higher and to get him some, some more seasoning. But, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count him out. Roberto Luongo, you mentioned, is that clear-cut? bottom line he can play as long as he wants it's going to be up to him to say hey either I don't want to do this anymore I'm not at the level that I was anymore will the ball basically be in his court over the next whatever it is 36 months to decide when he's finished in the NHL yeah I mean I think with Louie that's that's what our that's what our approach is and and it's he'll let us know and he's a really first of all he respects the game a lot he respects his teammates he respects the organization a lot and um you know, obviously, I, I, I think he gives us a chance to win every night. So if he continues to do that, he can play for as long as he wants. And, and, and I think he'll let us know when he can't do that because, like I said, he respects the game too much and his teammates, the organization. And, um, you know, to have him on our, on our group is a blessing. And 
I can tell you our defense, other goaltenders he's played with, they've all gotten better uh, just by being around him. Sam Montebo talks about the brief time he had up here last year and kind of the help that Louie gave him. And, um, you know, just he's a guy who's, whose jersey we're going to retire and put in the rafters here yeah. one day. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he's going to tell us when, when he's ready to go. And, and uh, you know, before that happens, we hope we can win for him. Yeah, the number one jersey eventually will be number one in the rafters. Final thing for a guy's not playing either with the Panthers and or in Springfield in the AHL. Um, Alexi Heponiemi, highly talented Finn over there, um, played, you know, world championship. Grigory Denisenko, same thing. Owen Tippett, same thing. You had three first liners in the world championships. You had two of the leading scorers tied for the tournament lead. And the guy that wasn't was Tippett. And all we've been hearing is how much Owen Tippett has gotten better at the things that you guys talked about when you sent him back away from the puck, you know, the bite. Uh, you know, we know he can shoot all the other parts of his game. How good are these three guys? And do you have any timetable at all as when we might see some of them? I mean, they're, they're pretty special to watch. I went to the World Junior Championships. I saw all three guys out there. They're incredibly special to watch. Denisenko does everything. You know, Haponiemi is, is a pure distributor of the puck. He's probably one of the smartest players I've seen in his age group. Obviously playing in a men's league right now and producing at, at an incredible rate. Only three players have produced at the rate that he's produced at in the history of Liga at his age. And it's Barkov, Sebastian Ajo, and, and Michael Granlin. So, you know, at the end of the day, like, that's a pretty exclusive group to be in as a 20-year-old kid in, in Liga. Um, you know, and Tip... Tip, Tip is a great example of us being locked in from a development standpoint, from a coaching standpoint. Um, all the credit goes to, obviously, Tip for putting the work in first and foremost, but Brian McCabe did such a great job with him in the summertime, being honest with him, telling him this is what you need to do to be successful at the National Hockey League level. Played five games for us in Springfield last year. Jordy reiterated Caber's message, showed him some clips, and said, listen, this is acceptable, this isn't. we got to work, work you through this. Went back to Mississauga to start the season, did those things, and found himself on Team Canada on their first line. And, um, you know, that's a great, great news story for us because all the other things that you talked about, his shot, his ability to score big goals, I mean, they're there, right? And, and, and again, the hardest things to acquire in, in, in hockey are goals and saves. And, you know, that's, that's great for our group that, that we have a kid like that coming up who can shoot the puck like that. So all three guys are super special to watch. Other guys like... Sarah Noel is having a huge year at Oshawa in, in the OHL, and um, you know we're close to agreeing to terms with him. And um, and you know Logan Hutzko is another kid who made who made Craig Button's top 50, I think, uh, as a kid who's having a great year for Boston College. So really excited about our prospects, but but at the end of the day, it's about winning here and it's about winning now, and, and we got to get there. So some time left in the season to do so, and. We just have to figure it out and keep keep grinding. Do you think any of those guys could be on this team next year? I let the players decide through their play, so <laughs> not sure. Diplomatic answer. That's why he's assistant general manager of an NHL team and the general manager of an AHL team. Eric Joyce, really appreciate the time. Uh, thanks for the honesty and uh, and the insight. Thanks a lot. No problem. Anytime, Billy. Thanks. So that'll do it for this edition of the Goldie and Ice podcast and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, thanks to our producer, as always, Brett Markowitz and Eric Joyce for joining us. I'm Steve Goldstein. Uh, catch us on iTunes, podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, wherever you find podcasts. Uh, download, subscribe, and we appreciate the support. Thanks for listening, everybody.